You're listening to Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. Hey there, and welcome to Beyond Synth, episode 338, Spooky! And why is it spooky? Because today I will be having a catch-up with Electric Dragon! And also Marco is going to be here too, and he's got some cool Dark Synth tracks to play, and we'll also be playing some Electric Dragon tracks and catching up with him, and we're going to get to both of them in just a second, after I thank some awesome patrons and play some cool music. So today we got a whole bunch of uh, cool tracks to play, mostly darker and horror stuff. Some of the more recent stuff from Electric Dragon is a bit more kind of soundtrack vibe, giallo stuff, you know what I'm saying. So I would just like to remind everybody... That Beyond Synth is supported by the awesome people who listen to the show and donate on Patreon and PayPal, like the awesome kings of the Pattersons. And for those of you who haven't listened to the show from the beginning and are sort of confused as to why I refer to them as Pattersons, I don't even think I remember. (laughs) <laughs> no, it was like, it was one of my listeners, but he's a French guy, and he referred to my Patreon supporters as Pattersons, and I always thought that was cool, and of course they are cool, and I'm talking about the kings of the Pattersons, of course, Mr. Chris Dance, a spooky happy Halloween to you, sir, Mr. Chris Dance with the 88, the, the king of all kings, and then there's Mike Shima with the 82, happy Halloween, Mike Shima, I hope... You are having a spooky, uh, whatever. And (laughs) and then, of course, there's Mystery Donor, but we don't know who he is. So, uh, happy Halloween to you in Mystery Land. Uh, And I hope you're having a lovely day. And, of course, happy Halloween to Dennis LaFunk. You're a cool guy, Dennis LaFunk. And so is Mike Erdahl with the 5666. Ooh, devilish numbers for a devilish dude. All right, so look, let's listen to this cool song. I think it was on the last Bandcamp Friday, and I was uh, soliciting people for advice on what music I should pick up on Twitter. And this artist was brought to my attention, and he's called Coffin Dragger, although all the vowels are gone. So it is C-F-F-N-D-R-G-G-R. And uh, this was just a really cool song, and I think it fits nicely with our our dark synth show a little heavier so let's listen to this and uh, then we'll chat with electric dragon and marco and this is wrath by coffin dragger
That was Coffin Dragger with the track Wrath. Yeah, that's a cool song, man. I dig it. And it was uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters on this awesome Halloween. We're talking about the $50 Club, and we are talking about Tim Carlton and Brandon Decker. Happy Halloween to you both. Uh, You're very cool guys. Spooky guys, even. Spooky and cool guys. And there's nothing spookier than Semisonic Jacob Wick, my Semisonic friend. Happy Halloween to you, and of course to Retro Serenade with the 41-1A1. And now let's get the show started, because today we are killing two birds with one stone, which is my favorite way to kill birds, because we are having a catch-up with Electric Dragon and Marco is here with a Dark Synth playlist for Halloween and so we're just going to do everything all at once. So first things first Electric Dragon, Ian how's it going? Oh it's good, good all good bit quiet at the moment i guess just having finished that soundtrack and everything so it's kind of working on an album very slowly Ooh, well that's exciting so i should just remind the audience that you we we already had a conversation with you back in 2019 episode 193 and uh, that's where we got to know Electric Dragon, and we had a fun chat. I think we, we talked about uh, Commodore 64 soundtracks, and what else? You were playing Anthem? That's all I remember. <laughs> yeah, why was I playing Anthem? Why? 
Wow. Oh, hi. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Why? I will just say I wasn't playing it for very long. <laughs> oh, did I, just, <laughs> I just caught you right at that moment. Yeah. He did. Yeah, yeah. Shameful. You just have to remember that. Why remember that? That's horrible. Well, I mean, uh, that's how I'm always going to know you. <laughs> the anthem guy. I call you fucking electric anthem dragon or whatever. Oh, oh. But anyway. That's no, one of the worst games ever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was the one thing I remembered. So this goes to show how useless this program is. And of course... Uh, Marco. Yes, hey, golf fellas. And you've got some dark synth picks today. Oh, yeah, baby. You know what? I wanted to be part of the show, and I'm very happy to be part of it. You know, this is Halloween special, and uh, couldn't be any more fitting than having Electric Dragon here joining us. This is fucking great. Yes, and we were going to record yesterday, but then we had uh, we had a whole bunch of technical problems. Is that correct, Ian? That is correct. Hmm. All of which were my fault. <laughs> Because I'm cursed. It worked out fine because the UFC was on anyway, so I was kind of secretly a little happy. (laughs) This worked out perfectly. How was your UFC? (laughs) It was fucking crazy, man. That was great. Wow. No spoilers. Well, I don't know when you're going to upload this anyway, but uh, it was was pretty good. Well, hopefully before Halloween. (laughs) With the UFC stuff, like... I'd be more interested in fighting tournaments once they figure out how to give the fighters, like, superpowers. I want people throwing fireballs and shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's got to be a way. Like, you know, have a little wrist gauntlet with some lighter fluid and some fireworks and then just, like, say it's magic. Have you seen one of my favorite things to see is those fake martial arts instructors where they oh, do yeah, yeah, yeah. shit where you're not even touching people? So that's really, it's already happening, Andy. It's just you can't see it. Yeah, well, that's no fun <laughs> when they're using stupid chi energy and stuff. I think they do enough damage kind of trying crushing each other's skulls with their elbows and shit, anyway. Yeah, well, you want fireballs? to kill people. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he wants. <laughs> well, maybe they could do overlays, like uh, AR overlays. I remember there was this point in... I'm not really a sports guy. I don't know if they stopped doing it, but it was like in hockey and I think American football as well, where they added like these graphics on the screen to help people track the ball. And so like it would like appear like highlighted and stuff. But then like I think sports fans complained that whatever it ruined the sanctity of whatever they're doing. (laughs) I forget what the reason was, but like, yeah, they did. I think it was for people who like maybe didn't follow sports. And so now they could follow like this line across the screen and like know where the ball was. And uh, they could do that with fucking the, the UFC, like just add, just add special effects with just, you know, like just motion tracking. (laughs) And so like, as the guy's getting punched, you like see a skeleton shatter, (laughs) like mortal Kombat, Like that'd be wicked. (laughs) Brutal. <laughs> well, look, let's get this rolling here, and uh, we got to catch up with Electric Dragon, because obviously a lot has happened with you, Ian, since you were here promoting Anthem. <laughs> so let's listen to an Electric Dragon track, and then Marco's got some tracks to play and uh, and all sorts of good stuff. So since you were on the show last time, Mr. Electric Dragon, uh, you've come out with several albums, and this was one I think you came out with in... Uh, there was a bunch in 2020, and uh, you had this one called The Night School, which was your uh, 
like an Italian slasher kind of movie soundtrack style. And this was a really cool album. And so I want to listen to the title track and then we'll keep chatting. So I want to say a very happy Halloween to uh, awesome Patreon supporter Dinner Doug with the 3456 and with the 2666. Lots of triple sixes here. Uh, It's Hugh Hefner. Happy Halloween to you, Hugh Hefner. And now let's listen to this. This is Electric Dragon with the Night School.
And that was The Night School by Electric Dragon. And that uh, was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Very happy Halloween to my friends in the Kroner Club, Hampus ML, Glenn Main, and Emil. And I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but Emil is also technically in the $25 club. I've thrown him in the Kroner Club because of Kroners. But uh, anyways, happy Halloween. Okay, and we're back with Electric Dragon and Marco on this uh, Halloween special. So let's get caught up with Electric Dragon. How you been? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I've been kind of having a bit of a break recently. I did the soundtrack for Roller Drum, which was really nicely well received. Uh, It's very different to what I usually do. Uh, It wasn't really that dark. Well, a little dark. Not super dark, <laughs> but it was a little bit more 70s because they wanted, they wanted me to take synthwave into the 70s kind of a thing. So it was loads of fun to do. So I started listening to a lot of stuff like uh, early Vangelis, um, you know, talking 70s stuff, Wendy Carlos. How did it come about, man? Yeah, it was interesting. It was kind of, they wanted to license one track from me, The Maiden, actually, mm-hmm. which is like the first one from Dark Water. And strange choice when I think back, actually. But <laughs> I kept bothering. Them. <laughs> I kept emailing them. I said, hey, here's another little demo for you. Have a look at this. And it just ended up with them asking, oh, can we have a talk with you? And because I'd said to them, if you want to pay me that to license a track, how about I do originals? And they eventually decided it was probably a good idea to do that. We had a meeting, really nice bunch of people, amazing to work with. Nice. I'd love to work with them again, I've got to say. I'm not just brown nosing. <laughs> but they, uh, they really are a cool bunch at Roll 7. It was, yes, it's a really good laugh to work on it. It was really different flowed really well it was the fastest i'd ever written anything it just kind of came together did you like play early versions of the game or were you just writing just music like how did that process work yeah yeah they sent me a early build i had played some of it i was pretty impressed i gotta say and it has been really well received yeah it was kind of a this is working this is working watch out for this and that but this is the early build just to get the get the vibe of it so it's kind of went from there and, and it had to be kind of less breakdowns and stuff because you got to drive the action so that was a weird one for me because I do a lot of that <laughs> yeah, yeah. so I had to just basically keep it going you know mm. and it, it's a lot more Italo disco in places than what I usually do but I, I do love that kind of thing as well I've got a very very wide range of taste in music and obviously making it not too 80s was the other thing trying to get it more they wanted synthwave but 70s synthwave so I went and I used stuff like I've got an Arp Odyssey 1973 I think they came out first so I used that and a Moog Grandmother and some modular gear kept it analogue tried to only do things that could be done at that time and approached it that way Loads of fun, loads of fun to do. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it was really interesting because it was a big game. Like, it was on the front page of my PlayStation for the longest time. And I remember thinking, like, oh, that's cool. And this game's got, like, a unique art style and stuff. And I had no idea you did the music. And it was only, like, when I messaged you <laughs> about, like, hey, we should do a catch-up. Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned Roller Drum. Like, what? Like, because I just didn't, I didn't connect the two things. <laughs> I didn't see anywhere. Did you do it as Electric Dragon or did you do it as your name? I did, yeah. I mean... The probably one person that I'll ever watch all the way through the credits will uh, just see this huge, great list of Electric Dragon and my actual name. Oh, okay, for okay. Each track. 
and then there were remixes as well. Vincenzo Salvia did some great remixes for it. Cartridge 87, uh, Nightcrawler. I think I saw more from the people doing remixes, but I still never clued in that you were the <laughs> the primary musician. Like, I think I might have seen, like, Vincenzo's post. Like, someone else is like, oh, we just did remixes for this game. I'm like, that's pretty cool. And I still never clued in that you had anything to do with it. I didn't know that they didn't know who had written it, oh. <laughs> actually. And then I <laughs> chatted to Vincenzo, and he said, he said, oh, are you, are you the man behind this? He said, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So they Roll7 hadn't actually told anybody who had written it. <laughs> I thought that was kind of fun, really. Was, <laughs> this guy, we're not telling you who he is, has, has done this music. We needed to remix it. And then it was a bit of a surprise to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was... <laughs> This is terrible because I haven't played it yet. Like, I've got so many games on the list and I'm just like, I'm going to catch that game when it's on sale, even though it's it's not really an expensive game because it's a roller drone for people don't know. It's got like kind of 70s kind of style, sort of cell shaded look. And it's like the main character is like a, a lady and she's got sort of like a red jumpsuit and a helmet. And like it's it's pretty stylized and it's sort of like a, um, what is it? it's like it's like an arena battle sort of game, but you're on like skates and you sort of like skate around and kill people. Is that the idea yeah it's kind of tony hawk's murder death kill simulator in a sense i guess <laughs> <laughs> if you imagine tony hawk's with uh, the little list of, of little achievements that you can get on each stage in in a similar way to the tony hawk games murdering people blowing people up having rockets fired at you from every angle and all that kind of thing a lot of like the synthwave scene stuff there's sort of like these little indie games that pop up and they all sort of look like those synthwave screensavers where there's just like you know like the neon grid city in the background and stuff and, and it's, it's fine I mean I get that's the synthwave aesthetic but I know when I saw the trailer for Rollerdrome it was like oh this looks like a fucking cool game and like it definitely had a nice like unique style that I'm like that's cool that they're going for that 70s vibe thing so I look forward to playing it sometime is my point yeah yeah it's been described as uh, I think after a few first few levels it's been described as Dark Souls on wheels it does it really kicks your ass after not long it's quite savage it's evil and then you're a fan of Dark Souls that must make you happy oh yes 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 <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, here, let's keep talking, but first, uh, I want to listen to some more music here. So, Marco, what do you uh, what do you got for me? Well, you know, I'm a big fan of Carl Casey, and he's got a new album out, uh, White Bat, number 26. Uh, you could say he's pretty prolific. I really like his stuff. He's, he's got his own thing going on, a lot of dark synth, synthwave. All his stuff's actually free, if you weren't aware. It's available at carlcasey.bandcamp.com. Um, the track I want to play off his new album, one that I've had on repeat for a while that I really like, it's called... Upgrade, And I should say that uh, this song is brought to you by my spooky PayPals. Happy Halloween to the king of the PayPals. We're talking about Ross Bruce, the Silver Bruce. And then there's Alex Lightspeed, Aka, and Brian West. Happy Halloween, you very cool and generous people. And I hope you dig this song. This is Carl Casey with Upgrade.
And that was Upgrade by Carl Casey off the album, what is this, White Bat 16. And uh, that was brought to you by my awesome and spooky PayPals. That's right, we're talking about Austin Whetstone, Jimmy Groon, The Rosconian, Brandon Morin, and Digital Dreams. Happy Halloween, you guys. And welcome back to this awesome Halloween show. We're catching up with Electric Dragon. We're listening to Dark Synth. We're talking about Roller Drome. What is Carl Casey's deal? Like, that white bat stuff, is it literally music for people to put on, like, YouTube videos and stuff? Like, is that the what that project is about? Because I think you played a Carl Casey track before. Yeah. And I went to his band camp, and I sort of got the impression that he's just, like, making just a ton of music that people can just use for, like, their videos and stuff. Like, it's that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't mind. He's actually pretty... I don't know, it's crazy. He, he doesn't charge anything. I mean, you can, you can obviously name your price, so you can pay for it. But I think it's, like, royalty-free music, too. That's what he's thinking. I guess he's just a real generous guy. How about you, Ian? How come your music is not royalty-free? You're not as generous as Carl Casey? Is that uh, what I'm hearing? (laughs) Well, if only three people listen to it, so they have to pay, you know. (laughs) The point is, happy Halloween! You got any cool Halloween plans, Ian? None whatsoever. (laughs) There's a local party that goes on every year. Local guy who's one big party of the year is Halloween. So all his neighbours get to know about it. There are skeletons hung all over the outside of his house and stuff like that. He just gets very silly. They get a band on mosh pit in his living room and all that kind of shit. So it'll probably be that. I'm going to play at one of these one one time. Is that like a party for adults? Well, if you can call them adults. (laughs) Certainly don't act like it. <laughs> but it's, like, it's not like one of those Halloween parties where there's like little kids running around? Or? Oh, no, no, no. I wouldn't be going to any of that. <laughs> is, is Halloween pretty big over there as well? Like, because I know coming from Australia, like in Australia, Halloween was like, I mean, I've been to parties and shit like you're talking about and people get dressed up. But in general, kids don't go trick-or-treating and people don't really decorate the house, which as soon as I came to the US, it's like in the movies, you know, like people really do decorate their house. They go full on. Almost like Christmas, you know, like they, they really put all the lights, they got all sorts of shit, you know, kids go trick-or-treating and all that. What's it like over there? Halloween, yeah, in the UK, yeah, it's uh, probably not. And I would expect it to be bigger in the States, really. From I think people go quite full-on with it there. Yeah, because I was wondering, because I know, I know we're usually, Australia's usually on par with like the whole UK, you know, usually with a lot of stuff, so just curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are quite into it. There's actually a, a house around the corner, and there's a big wooden bench at the front of there. <laughs> and for, I don't know how many years it's been there, but there's still a Halloween sticker on it, and it says, Don't be scared. <laughs> <laughs> Completely out of context. It's, it says that all the time. <laughs> I've never seen anyone sitting on it. I think we're going to decorate our house this year, which would be like the first time we've ever done it since we're living back home in an already scary looking house. So I figure I'm just going to like blast green light just out all the windows and get the smoke machine out and stuff. But the thing is, like, I always want to do something that's actually scary. So instead of, you know, like some people, they play those CDs of like, you know, like, happy Halloween. There's like chain sounds and werewolves and shit. I, I just thought to do something like actually creepy like take some droning synth music where there's just like you're holding down like a synth pad just like and then you walk in the house and there's like an old lady in a rocking chair but she's not facing you and you have to go and the candy's in a bowl like near her so like make it like actually scary where you're just like this is fucking weird and like she never turns around or anything like it's all just like atmospheric and just fucked up instead of just people like walking around with werewolf masks like it's a graveyard smash or whatever like I, I want something that actually like fucks people up. 
I mean, we're not going to end up doing that, but... I, w- I want to see how far you can go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want there to be criminal charges. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I tell you what would be criminal if uh, we didn't listen to some more awesome music from Electric Dragon. <laughs> so uh, I want to listen to another track from The Night School. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's brought to you by my spooky PayPals. We're talking about Dan Williams, Russell Nyes, Timothy Warwick, Michael Sackey, and Jersey, who actually sent in a quote. A totally true quote. It says, quote, Now I am become synth, the destroyer of bland music. And that, of course, is a real quote from Robert Synthimer. And it's a very important quote you'll find in all the history books. Anyways, uh, thank you so much uh, for supporting the show. Happy Halloween to you. And now uh, let's listen to this. This is Black Mycelium by Electric Dragon.
And that was Black Mycelium by Electric Dragon. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Happy Halloween to A Star Apart, Alex Ellickson, Blake Peterson, and Cargo Cult Luau. And we are back with this Beyond Synth Halloween show with Electric Dragon and Marco. So tell me about the Night School album. Because it's, it's, it's pretty, like, authentic sounding, this one. Hey, you're going for that giallo sound, and it, like... Yeah, yeah. And you also, but you collaborated with a bunch of people, too, right? I did, yeah. Yeah, I always wanted to do something that was, like, uh, kind of Goblin, Dario Argento movie kind of thing. I got talking to a few friends. Uh, my friend Nick, the drummer, who did a cracking job on that. Yeah, we just talked about doing... Uh, it's, it's more of a prog rock album, or a, more of a sort of horror, giallo, prog kind of thing. It's rather than a synth album. Although, obviously, as got synths on it but yeah and then also got um nick's wife jess doing the uh vocals for it she's something like a top grade opera singer so she uh, lent the voice to it she's fantastic she also did a little bit of flute on one of the tracks as well not in a pan pipes way <laughs> <laughs> yeah there was kind of a bit of a, con- a loose concept to it which was kind of an uh, abandoned school but there are spirits of the children still there spirits of the old headmaster and things still there I think Black Mycelium was kind of a the concept of that was like the mycelial networks I don't know if you've ever read anything about that nope they kind of suggest that um that an, an ecosystem of plants can sort of transmit nutrients and messages through the mycelium, which is sort of your roots of your fungus under the ground when that you don't see. You just see the mushrooms come up, but under there, there is all this network. I think um, Ben Wheatley's film, In the Earth, was kind of about that as well. Although I'd not seen that at the time, it wasn't out at the time. But it was just a concept I liked, and I imagined sort of connect that with the spirit world and get a bit creepy about that and not, not really be too specific about what exactly is going on because I, I prefer not to be really prescriptive with stories and a lot of people do synth albums and it's it's about John the cop from <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of those <laughs> he was a bad motherfucker you know I mean <laughs> no I'm not doing that I like people to use their own imagination it's all about imagination for me really it's just that paint a very loose arena for for them to have some nightmares in really yeah 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 but uh, night school yeah it was loads of fun to do um, some nice reviews I received on it um, as far as plays and popularity goes zilch <laughs> it really did bomb massively <laughs> but you know, it was just something I just wanted to do. I didn't expect all the synthwave people to jump on it. Well, I mean, I, I think it's cool. I could have done it under a different name. I mean, you can probably tell it's me still. I don't know. But it's still pretty synthy. Like, mm. the Night School track, like, it's got a great, uh, like, melody and vibe to it. And, uh, you know, synths make me happy. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> that's not what I was trying to do. You, you weren't trying to make me happy? <laughs> I wonder if I can finally get some high-speed internet if I fucking, like, connect to the uh, the mycelium network. <laughs> it's probably better than the... Yeah, <laughs> it's got to be better than the phone line. <laughs> it's got a couple of crocodile clips yeah, on yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> There's this... Uh, I think it's called a puffball. There's this giant mushroom in our backyard right now. And it's huge, and apparently you can eat them. But I, I wouldn't know how to cook it. But would you? Um, I... I I think it's okay to eat those ones. Apparently, everyone always says this, like, oh, they're mushrooms, you fry them up and they taste like beef. I'm like, I'm sure they don't. <laughs> you know that when people stop eating meat 
and they just think that like every other thing tastes like meat because like they've they've done the replacement or whatever and like you know if you fry zucchini in a certain way it tastes like steak and like no it doesn't like just it's fine for like the, the things to taste like other things but everyone's always trying to trick me into thinking like all these other things taste like meat and it's like you don't have to say that like I know it doesn't anyway sorry that's that's another topic another here's a thing then I, I, I've been trying out some vegetable based options shall we say like and <laughs> we got these burgers mm. and it's supposed to taste like a burger or, or emulate meat so what these manufacturers had chosen to emulate was hot dog sausage out of a can yeah because <laughs> it just tasted like like uh, it's just some horrific salty reconstituted it's like i mean did they use, you know, mechanically recovered vegetables? <laughs> These things are absolutely fucking horrendous. The closest that I've come to was the Beyond... No, was it Beyond Meat? It might have been Beyond Meat. Beyond that's the, the one meat. with... The Beyond Meat podcast. Yes, it's... A, <laughs> that's, the, that's the closest... That's the closest they've come. Because whenever I, I have tried those, like just burger alternatives, because I love burgers, and Beyond Meat was the one that... I think it's like... It's chemically... They're trying to, like, recreate the formula of meat, but without meat. And that one came the closest to being, like, a burger. But then it's, like, eight bucks for two patties, and it's still not quite there yet. But every other thing I've ever tried, they're just like, oh, it's made of beans. And it's like, yeah, and it tastes like beans. Like, it tastes like a bean patty. Like, it doesn't, you know, even though they try and tell you it's going to be, like, a meat burger. But anyway, what I'm saying is just it's okay to eat fucking beans. All right? that's, that's I've been saying that for years. Beyond beans. Beans, the musical fruit, you know? <laughs> Speaking of music, Marco, play me a song. All right, uh, I got another nice dark synth track here. Uh, it's from an artist called 808 Weeds. Uh, I've only just discovered him recently. Um, he hails from Georgia. I can't even pronounce the town, but uh, it's somewhere in Georgia anyway. I know that much. And um, the track is called Destroy Me. Wait, he, he mentions the town? Yeah, Tilbisi. Tbilisi. I don't fucking know. It's T B I L. Oh, Tbilisi. Tbilisi. Yeah. Tbilisi. That's where fucking uh, George Ergum Lids is from. Because I had him on the show, and he was from Georgia, and he said Tbilisi to me. And that's the only reason why I know that. You see? Oh, so I've learned lots you're of things. A very educated man. Yes, yes. yes. Do Doing this show, I've learned a lot. I've learned that uh, Electric Dragon loves the game Anthem, and <laughs> no, I do not. That. that <laughs> 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 All right, well, let's uh, listen to the track, which, of course, is uh, brought to you by my terrifying Patreon supporters in the $25 club, like Johnny Five, Joseph Richards, Ken Giroux, and Neverman. A happy Halloween to all of you. And now this is 808 Weeds with Destroy Me.
And that was 808 Weeds with the track Destroy in brackets me. A cool song on this awesome Halloween show, which is made possible by the amazing Beyond Synth Patreon supporters in the $25 club. Bone-chilling spirits like Restless Nights, Robot Conglomerate, Wayland Caskey Geospatial, and your friendly neighborhood Raccoon PT. And we're listening to Dark Synth today and Electric Dragon because I'm here with Electric Dragon catching up and Marco. Wait, so Marco, you don't want to spoil what happened in the UFC? This is going to this episode's going to release around Halloween. What was your favorite fight at least? Uh, I've got one friend and I'm not going to name him, but he watches his UFC very late and he hates spoilers, so he'll sometimes watch events 3 or 4 weeks later and it's frustrating because he's probably my best friend that watches UFC that I like talking about, so I can't talk about it. Anyway, sorry, uh, Jeff, I not to call you <laughs> out, but <laughs> <laughs> you know I love you brother but uh, it's frustrating because I can't talk about these crazy shit that happens in these fights until like way later and then you've already kind of like it's past and gone you know like in this day and age how do you stay away from right when there's like a live event that's going to be tweeted about like you must have to either. actively like just put pillows over your eyes and ears like to not know what happens yeah can you explain that to us Jeff maybe in the comments how do you fucking manage to be spoiler free because it's fucking everywhere man like it's on podcasts that I listen to it's on just on my feed it's on social media it's just in the general news I see it if it's a big thing that happens so yeah answer that one mate wait <laughs> which which Jeff is this? Ninja Warrior. Is he is he going to listen to this and be mad at you for outing him? Yeah, he listens to all of them. He listens to them at work. It's funny because he listens to him and go, oh, man, fucking, I can't believe you, Andy doesn't like this song or something. He actually messaged me once and says, I can't believe Andy doesn't like Black Velvet. I was like, I know, right? Thank you. <laughs> but, but that fucking song sucks. You know, I've been... <laughs> I've been uh, taking video of every time Black Velvet comes on the radio over here and now I've just got this folder full of video clips where every time Black Velvet comes on I take my phone out I record and then I slowly pan over to the speaker that Black Velvet is coming out of and like I've got footage of me at the grocery store I realize now that I found footage of when um uh, Neon Fox, because he helped me move, right? Like, he drove the moving truck mm-hmm. from Toronto, and uh, I forgot that Black Velvet played in the moving truck when we were going, so I found footage of that. <laughs> and I've got all this footage of by my bedside, just sort of shakily pan over to the stupid alarm clock. Because, oh like, there was this period of time where they played Black Velvet on this radio station, usually between 6 a.m. and 8 a.m. So, like, with the morning alarm, with the radio would come on, and then fucking Black Velvet. And I'm like, fuck me. Like, I was going to write and complain, but I need to <laughs> I need to gather the evidence. Anyway, sorry, Ian, for people, just so you know, I've got this thing with the uh, Alana Miles song, Black Velvet. You like that song, Ian? I don't even think I've heard oh, it. Nah, you're going to say that. Lucky, lucky man. Black Velvet. (laughs) It's not that it's a horrible song necessarily. It's that for whatever reason on Canadian radio, it's just the most overplayed song there is. And it's just the way it is over here because it's sort of a a rock, pop, country kind of track. So, like, every radio station can play this fucking thing. Oh, 
right. So yeah, like oh, that makes it <laughs> like a Shania Twain. <laughs> Dude, it's like 1990 is when this Black Velvet came out, and I've probably heard that song. I'm gonna say thousands of times, and I've never pressed play. I've never chosen to do it. It's always come to me. Anyway, sorry. That's, I'm not gonna. <laughs> this is like this is like us talking about anthem. It's it's your curse. To <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's coming back to that game. I think I played it for about an hour. What is a what is a Moog grandmother? It's just a, a big analog synth. And it's kind of semi-modular, so you can patch it around how you want. You hear that? Great. My father-in-law is mowing the lawn. That's great. <laughs> Turn off the lawn mower, you can. <laughs> Sorry. Wait. So, Ian, did, did you did you always have all that analog gear, or was that like you know when you started like doing that job, you started? Yeah, I had the the Odyssey. I already had that, and a couple of other bits. But uh, yeah, I've kind of uh, got really into modular after that, which is something I wouldn't have been able to afford to do before doing that. And, and it's kind of I've got a, a different synth every time I patch it up now, so it's amazing, just endless. So you make actual music though, which is nice, right? Like, I mean, I see a lot of these people who. They'll have Instagram feeds and stuff where they're like, they do modular stuff, but it's not necessarily music that they produce. And so I never know what to do with it. Like, I'll be like, oh, this person seems cool. And look, they got this big synthesizer. And then they're like pulling all these wires out. And then when they start, I guess, playing the music, it's just sort of sounds like wind noise and just nonsense. Wind call. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you mean kind of like the West Coast kind of Buchla style randomness and a lot of the generative music. A lot of people are into doing that with modular. I mean, you probably wire up a few thousand worth of gear just to go... Yeah, like... <laughs> you know, if that's what you want. <laughs> I understand why that would be cool as a hobby to do, like yourself... But it's sort of, like, very uninteresting for me to watch. Mm. You know, like, I think it's fun to plug things in. Like, if I had, like, a Doctor Who, like, TARDIS console in my house, that would be a lot of fun for me to, like, run around and, like, flick buttons and press things and lights come on and stuff. But it would be, like, not that much fun for anybody else to watch me do it, is my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I really use it for sort of sound design, really, now. It's kind of... If I want a really evil bass sound, for example, I'll just dial in a really evil bass sound which is actually really easy using this <laughs> <stuff. laughs> I'm, I'm not going to sell it to you anyway no, I, <laughs> I, like but, um, I like your explanation though like when I want a really evil bass sound I just dial in a really evil bass sound like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a crap explanation um, yeah it's kind of I can get like a, a load of oscillators at once and just a big wall of oscillators you know and, and yeah I don't, I don't know how I can make it sound not dull and nerdy and hipster <laughs> well that's my target audience those nerds love this shit so <laughs> and you know what else they love is the music of electric dragon so uh how about we uh, move forward to the album cataclysm Ooh, from electric dragon this was also in uh in 2020 and uh i want to listen to the track prophecy how about that no no nope. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know what I was supposed to say. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was the same. I was just kind of like, uh, yeah. Well, it's a rhetorical question because we are going to listen to it as soon as I thank my ghoulish patrons like Slade in the $25 Club. And then there's Ashley Keegan, a.k.a. Forged in Neon with the 2049, my $20 pal Joshua Winter, and the terrifying Buchelman twins in the 1985 Club. Happy Halloween to you all. Now dig this. This is Electric Dragon with Prophecy.
And that was Electric Dragon with Prophecy. Brought to you by the cool and creepy Patreon supporters like Zach with the 1980, Gene Creamer Private Eye, Rauer, Honeybeard, Mads Baron Christensen, and we'll never forget the immortal Chris Celia Lane. And I'm here right now with Electric Dragon and Marco for this Halloween uh, Beyond Synth episode. Is this lawnmower really loud now? It's gotta be. Can you guys hear it? <laughs> It's fucking driving me nuts. It's just got a mole in front of my fucking window. Like, come on, man. I woke up this morning to a nice message from Florence, mm-hmm. our uh, Beyond Synth family member. She said that she was watching... Uh, I know, I don't want to keep bringing this up, Andy. I'm sorry. But she's watching the New York Ripper with Cameron, a star apart. They finally watched it. And she was just sending me a clip of her watching it and them laughing. So it's kind of cool. Um, I'm glad she got around and watching that. Have you seen that movie, Ian? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can't quite do it. <laughs> I can't quite do it, the duck noise, but yeah, of course, yeah. 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 It's a lovely film, isn't it? Marco keeps trying to get me to watch it, but I'm not... Just bloody watch it already, mate, and then I'll stop talking about it. I watched just an eight-minute video that was just all the kills, and then I was like, well, this is upsetting. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't didn't get any of the the wacky dialogue. I just got, like, some lady getting a razor blade across her face and some other lady getting a broken bottle to the... Yeah, whatever. Anyway, there was duck noises. I, I, I got a thing for those sort of horror movies, Ian like the ones the Italo fucking ones that are set in America um, and they're clearly like an Italian director and it's got really bad dialogue <laughs> but like it's a good horror movie it's just got really bad dialogue and that fucking shit cracks me up man I love those movies oh yeah dubbing cannot be done well I don't think no no I don't think you can dub anything well really I mean I think every, any anime I've ever seen that's got dubbing it's just always just terrible yeah we watched one recently from Lombardo Bava uh, A Blade in the Dark a bit of a lesser known horror movie and that's the same yeah some of the dialogue and interactions I mean it had me in stitches you can't even make this shit up like, yeah. it's like where did they come up with yeah. that's just like he's walking around his house he rented this house and he's supposed to be um, you know making this music or whatever and, and, and it's haunted or whatever the fuck it is and He's just walking around and he opens a cupboard door and there's just a random girl in his cupboard. And it's not even a big deal. It's just like, he doesn't ask, well, how'd you get here? What are you doing here? They just have this conversation. I'm like, what the fuck drugs were they on when they made this shit, you know? It's like so weird. I've noticed that a lot lately with Netflix, where there's like a lot of dubbed content and like the trailers for them are dubbed as well. I mean, I guess the tech for dubbing is better than it used to be, but it's still really obvious. Obvious, and it is like distracting. I noticed that with Netflix, some of the shows, like I think I try to watch what was that one with the rain, the the dark, or whatever it was. Anyway, I try to watch yeah. that, and it, Jesus Christ, that's loud, and <laughs> <laughs> and automatically the um, automatically comes in English dub, and it's like really bad. Maybe we'll get to a point though with AI where they'll be able to um, digitally like uh, make the people's mouths actually look like they're saying the dubbed lines. <laughs> I bet you that's the future. Man, yeah, the fucking AI will like warp the mouths and stuff. Sounds like a dangerous, um, (laughs) dangerous opportunity. Just (laughs) well, it's gonna happen. Have you watched any horror films lately that you were you want to recommend? Search the brain. 
I was hoping that was the name of the film. <laughs> <laughs> I've been quite behind on watching films, I think, really. I don't tend to jump on everything when it comes out, but I've been enjoying Ari Aster stuff like uh, Midsummer and Hereditary. I think I've watched Hereditary about 300 fucking times now. <laughs> How the hell do you do that? <laughs> Another one I watched was The Night House. That was pretty cool. Again, can't explain an awful lot about that without ruining it, but uh, that's that's another good one. To be honest, I've, I haven't really been watching a lot of films, and, and when I have, I've been watching really old stuff. I was going to say that. I bet you watch more older ones. Yeah, yeah same with me. Yeah, I've sort of been digging through obscure kind of British folk horror stuff, like Robin Redbreast and stuff. Like pretty disturbing stuff. I think that predates Wicker Man. That's quite a similar similar story, and it's just an old TV movie. But yeah, that's that's really really good. Yeah, just folk horror generally. I think at the moment it's been my thing. The Witch stuff like that you like movies where they take men and burn them alive at the end is that like a thing you like fuck yeah oh yeah I always enjoy that that seems to be like (laughs) (laughs) when I think of folk horror I think like those are the kind of movies that end with a guy getting burned alive somewhere (laughs) like and then a bunch of people chanting about it Mm -hmm. why not (laughs) the old ways you see it was normal once upon a time (laughs) (laughs) gotta get those crops to grow somehow man yeah I'm, I'm horrible with these sorts of chats just because like I'm disturbed by like fucking Midsummer and Hereditary, man. Like those are those are tough. They're tough movies. <laughs> They're fucking Pretty fucked up movies. Yeah. yeah, just disturbing. I just like stuff that surprises me. I just like the stuff that surprises me, and I think those two films surprised me quite a lot. Did uh, a Serbian film surprise you too? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he did. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, I have actually, I have actually seen my uncut version of that, and oof. me too. It's brutal. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty bad. I mean, the thing is, it's insane well made and well acted mm. but whether I could say I enjoyed it is, is <laughs> I really don't know I mean it's not something I'm going to watch again and again that's for sure but it's uh, no 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 my uh, my dad's Serbian so it's kind of I'm kind of <laughs> proud of it so that can you know, you know, out of everything that came out of Serbia, that's the one thing people know about, and it just disgusts everybody. Basically, that's what it, the general consensus is. It's fucking disgusting, and uh, so I'm kind of proud of that. <laughs> it is it is pretty fucking horrible. <laughs> it's so bad. Inside the horrible mind of Marco <laughs> I read a description of it one time, and then even then I sort of like, I don't even think I could have, I don't even think I finished the description <laughs> like i think i saw where like one sentence was going and i'm like no i'm not going to read the rest of the sentence and like i sort of that's all i know about that my wife kind of freaks out because because the main character's name's marco and then his brother i think is peter and my name is marco peter is my middle name so it's like, <laughs> it's like there you go my typical serbs <laughs> this is where we find out that marco directed them. listen but i like to keep things on a positive note you know so i feel bad if uh you know this is the legacy of Serbia for like an international audience so what's something good do they make like a is there like a nice Serbian meal that everyone likes or like a pastry or something yeah sarma sarma is really good that's like a cabbage with like minced meat and a lot of spices and rice you slow cook it in a sauce it's incredible stuff I learned how to make it it's a really long process but I never really practiced it much because it t- you gotta cook it all freaking day like 12 hours or something and it is like one of the best things you've ever tasted and you've got to have the right ingredients so that's the hard the hard bit you kind of need like a Serbian butcher that's a really good dish does, it, does he go in the meal yes yes <laughs> 
That's at the very end of this, the, the folk horror tale of, what is it, Sodoma? Is that how you say that? Sodoma. And then like, at, the, at the very end, when the butcher's done cooking it, they like kick him in the meat grinder. <laughs> um, well, look, I'll tell you uh, my favorite ingredients to a great uh, episode of Beyond Synth is cool music. So is it is it Marco? Is it your turn to play me another track? I can't honestly can't remember. I've been enjoying the chat so much that I just don't remember. Well, I think it is. So play me some music. One. It is my all right. It's mine. Then fine. Okay, I've got a good one for you. Um, I'm a little bit of a fan of Vector Seven lately. He's been bringing out a lot of good stuff, a lot of good dark shit, and uh, he's got a new remix. Uh, it's actually the Shape Hunts Allison, which is from uh, the Halloween movies. So he's kind of used that theme and, and elaborated on it. I'm not a huge fan of the new movies. Uh, I watched Halloween 2018 and I thought it was pretty freaking horrible and uh, I kind of gave up on him so but this song is really good there's a positive Andy (laughs) and it's called The Shape Hunts Allison The Vector 7 Remix (laughs) and it's uh, brought to you by my devilish $10 club Patreon supporters like Fraser Davidson Albion Algorithm Gary Heather Jean-Christophe Leconte and Kudzost and this is The Shape Hunts Allison The Vector 7 Remix
And that was The Shape Hunts Allison, the Vector 7 Remix, brought to you by my frightening $10 patrons like Andrew Bennon, Barry007, and Krizak Hatterack. And we're back with this Halloween episode. We're talking about horror films with Electric Dragon and uh, Marco, and we're having a good time talking about uh, Serbian recipes and stuff. How about you, Ian? Before we started chatting, you said you had a curry on the go. Is that correct? Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, big, big curry fan. I think my favorite, my favorite food is probably Greek food, not curry. But My question is this. Yeah. I tried to make curry chicken once, but there's a fear I've always had because when you make curry, the whole house just smells like curry. Yeah, it does. And so I thought maybe I would get like is a... Is bad? Well, it kind of is. It's an intense sort of smell. <laughs> like when it's like your whole house smells like cumin. It's like, <laughs> But I was thinking about getting a hot plate because I love the taste of, of curry. Like I, I curry chicken and stuff like I really like. So I was thinking about getting a hot plate where I would then plug it in and like just put the pot outside and like let it sort of simmer <laughs> out there. What do you think about that plan? <laughs> That's quite bizarre, but yeah, okay. <laughs> Happy Halloween! <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you cook fish in the house? I mean, that stinks. Yeah, but... Especially afterwards. I don't make fish that often. Like, I, fi- I find curry is the most intense of all the, the smells that seem to, to linger. I mean, like, cooking-wise. <laughs> no, it really does, though. It lingers for, like, two or three days sometimes. You can't get the smell out of your house. It's. Uh, I mean, I love curries, don't get me wrong, but Jesus Christ. I think my sense smells fucked. See, man, I'm telling you, my fucking outdoor hot plate idea, that's the future. I'm telling you. <laughs> There's two things coming in the future. One, uh, movies where they digitally alter the people's mouths so it matches the dubbing and having a hot plate outside to fucking cook curry on. And are you doing curry chicken? Yep. Or are you veggie now? No, no. Veggie I, uh, I, still, I still eat. <laughs> I still eat all the things. <laughs> I try to eat less. <laughs> I've never tried human flesh. Yeah, well, not yet. There's still time. Maybe you have and you don't know it. Ooh. Have you had any Serbian dishes? Yeah. <laughs> Marco, send me the recipe for the uh, fried butcher. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so then... So Marco, then you didn't you didn't watch the latest Halloween. Speaking of people falling in meat grinders, spoiler alert: no one cares. I don't think. Jesus Christ, this fucking lawnmower. Ah, uh, yeah, no, I haven't seen it, but it's funny. There's a lot of movies I've watched lately where it's the same fucking thing. They're serving people food from meat grinders that are actually human meat, and they they're not telling people what the ingredient is, like that Arnie Arnie Lee's fucking meat pies. Meat pies There's yeah. a number of them. I watch this. <laughs> Yeah, Corpse Grinders, I watch that, and there's, there's a whole bunch of them, it's funny, it's like, what? Well, I didn't expect the title to be so on the nose, fucking <laughs> Corpse Grinders. Yeah, there was no surprise there. <laughs> but it's like, it's almost like a genre of movie, like uh, Blood Diner, uh, there's, you know, like a whole bunch of them yeah. where they, they literally feed people human meat. And don't tell them about it. But it's like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> Have you seen all those? I think they're um, the Chinese films, like a human pork bun and all that stuff. And <laughs> there was one called Ebo- the Ebola Syndrome. Have you seen oh, that one? I don't think I've seen that one, no. <laughs> oh, you must. If you, if you like fucked up shit, you've got to watch that. <laughs> I mean, it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. What's it called again? <laughs> it doesn't sound like it'll be funny. It's called the Ebola Syndrome. Ebola Syndrome. But okay. it, it just, trust me, it's just pure comedy. <laughs> I love any sentence that starts with, if you like fucked up shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I do. <laughs> 
Oh, silly. Wait, Blood Diner. Yes. Did I see that when I was a kid? Is there a scene where a lady gets like hit in the head with a stalactite? They're in a cave and like a stalactite hits her in the head? Yes, there is. Yeah, that's a great scene. I know, I watched that scene a lot of times when I was young. There's a lot of nudity in that scene. I'm glad you remember that one. And right at the end, yeah, she gets hit with a staggled type, staggled bite, whatever. <laughs> that's the one. It's a great movie, Andy. Staggled That's the part of the VHS tape that's fucked because you paused it. That I know. I had to get. I mean, no, no, that wasn't a problem. Uh, what about the uh, what about the the striptease in? Is it Return of the Living Dead? Oh yes, yeah, that's great. <laughs> I love such yeah, an that's iconic great. scene too. I love that song that plays during it too. It's really yeah, it's such an iconic scene. I know, and then it, yeah, it's pretty random. Right on a gravestone too, right <laughs> of all places. <laughs> so disrespectful. That's the part that gets me. Oh, that were punks. That's what punks do. That's true. <laughs> Fucking punks. <laughs> I love stylish punks. It's the same thing I feel about goths. Like, there's these people who are outsidery and don't conform to society and don't give a fuck, but take, like, two hours to get ready and, like, establish their look before they go outside, taking an hour and a half to just dress up like a dark clown. A dark clown. Well, <laughs> especially if there's, like, a top hat involved and chains and shit. It's a lot of work. I don't know. That's not... <laughs> This is one of my theories, okay, guys? I'm working I'm, I'm working out a bunch of stuff today. <laughs> All right, it's Halloween. I want to listen to another track from Cataclysm. I don't normally do this, but this is a long song, but it's sort of a journey, and I enjoy it. It's a track called Mother Darkness. It's a long, long song. Are you aware that you made a big, long song? Eight minutes long? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, that was um, probably the, the, the most fun thing on there, really, for me. Well, then, let's uh, listen to it, and then we uh, we can talk about it. This is Mother Darkness by Electric Dragon.
And that was Mother Darkness by Electric Dragon. And it was brought to you by my spooky patrons in the $10 Club, like Energon Cubes, Jacob Pringle, John Masari, Knight of Ducks, and Matthew Lister. And we're back on this Halloween Beyond Synth, and I'm catching up with Electric Dragon. I'm here with Marco. We're talking about Serbian food. We're talking about ARP Odysseys and Nick's wife's flute. And what else have we talked about today? Who's Nick? Is that just like a buddy of yours? You you brought him up like we're all like, yeah, Nick. <laughs> yeah, he lives he lives in the same town as me. I've known him for quite a lot of years. Really, really good drummer. I, I bumped into him while I was walking my dog one day. Hey, do you want to do this album? Yeah. We're all right then. Yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> what can I tell you about mysterious Nick? Would spoil the mystery of Nick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like the mystery of Nick. <laughs> The mini-series. The mystery of Nick. Do you just have the one dog, or do you have uh, other pets? No, just the one dog. Lord Basil. <laughs> <laughs> it's not officially called Lord, but you would think he was a lord, you know what I mean? He's certainly in charge. Yeah, I'm having uh, that issue, because like, we got a cat, and his, uh, his name is Chester, but then my wife and stuff, they're like, oh, it's Chester Copperpot, and they, I think they called him something else at the beginning, Aww. like... Professor Chester yeah. Copperpot or something. I'm like, I didn't sign off on this. Cool. Like, I, like, I signed off on the Chester part. <laughs> oh, that's cool. But I think, like, at the vets, it might even say, like, Chester Copperpot on the thing. And I'm like, I just, I'm just saying, I never signed off on his last name. Like, I just signed off on the Chester part. <laughs> anyway, that's my story about that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so what's Lord Basil's deal? He's a boxer. He's just turned 12 years old. Good, good age for a boxer. He's an old boy. He's a good pal. Does he still like going on walks? Yeah, yeah, just shorter ones now, really. I don't know what I can tell you about him, really. Oh, I got a question. Last time you were on the show, we, we got to talking about Commodore 64 music, and you mentioned yeah. that you, I, I guess you, you guys didn't end up doing it, but that you were talking with Volcor X about doing like a, a Hubbard covers album. Yeah, we did talk about that. I've actually uh, got one done. Um, I just need to mix it and all that stuff. But yeah, I did a cover of um, Light Force. It was a vertical shoot 'em up from Commodore 64. Mm-hmm. Nobody will probably remember that unless they're old like me. Yeah, we didn't get anywhere. We both just ended up busy, you know. And when there's two of you and you're both busy, things just don't seem to happen, really. But uh, not to say that it never will. Because there's a bunch of old Commodore uh, music that I love. And what I never realized, because I never really do that much research, is like some of the like iconic songs were like covers of things, but I never knew that. Mm. So like I used to love the track on like International Karate or whatever. That song is actually a cover of this thing. What's it called? Like Farewell, Mr. Lawrence, or something. It's like some film with like David Bowie, and like they did like a. Oh, you're thinking of Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. That's yeah, right. Yeah, I know that song all too well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so International Karate is that, except done like on a Commodore 64. Was it Sakamoto that did that? I can't remember. Yeah, I think so. But there 
was a big um, there was a big kind of trance song came out in the nineties that used yeah, that same Hearts of Asia and that same yeah. refrain. I can't believe you actually remember that. It's like it's a cool song, but like as a kid, obviously, I'm mean, well as a kid, as a 40 year old man, I never knew that it was <laughs> that it was a cover until I sort of looked it up, and now I'm sort of concerned that there's a bunch of songs that I'm like, that's a really, I'm gonna, it's going to turn out that fucking uh, you know the music from Commando on Commodore, which is amazing, yeah. you know, is like a cover of something that I've never heard of before, and, and my my dreams are shattered. I have found one or two like that. Yeah. There was another budget shooter called uh, I think it was called Warhawk over here, and it was called Proteus, maybe in the states. I can't remember now. It was one of the old Mastertronic two-pound sort of games, two mm. quid, two dollar, whatever. And Rob Hubbard did the music for that, and it was absolutely amazing. It's like one of my favourite ever pieces of game music. And then I recently found out that was based on some Scottish guy's 1970s space-themed prog synth album that nobody had ever heard of, and it was pretty much note for note. I think he just nicked it, yeah. basically <laughs> lifted it. The disappointment... I think these things happen quite accidentally, really, don't they? I mean, I can ruin Covenant for you now by saying uh, <laughs> I was getting a tattoo. My friend was actually doing the tattoo, and he was saying, I was listening to your Covenant album. He said, you know that guitar lead on the title track? He said, it just sounds like Outrun. <laughs> I can't remember whether it's Magical Sound Shower or one of those from the from the old game Outrun. And there's a part of the solo, and it's got that... And I thought, oh my God, you're right. <laughs> it does sound like that. And that was completely unintentional. So there you go. You're welcome. I've just ruined it for you. <laughs> <laughs> I had to have it ruined so can everybody else. <laughs> it was definitely not intentional. I mean, it's, only a, it's a small series sequence of notes that it just happened that way. But I didn't... Even really think I didn't even think about the solo. I just played it, and then that was it. Done, you know? <laughs> yeah, but you're making cool and like heavy dark synth music. So like, even if there's a similar guitar lick in there, it's not the same as borrowing like a whole melody. I mean, like when I listened to Covenant, like I never picked up on any outrun tune. But then, yeah, you know, maybe I'm not as astute as your tattooist. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to um, the guy from Justice, Gaspar. He did an album fairly recently. It's very synth. I think you guys would actually really like it. It's really good. Oh, nice. It's one of the tracks, well, like the, one of the first couple of tracks on that, and it's got this big chord sequence, and it sounds exactly like my track, Dark City. I mean, I'm not accusing the guy, because yeah, it's just an example, you know. This, Steven this, Bastard. Let's just say it. <laughs> <laughs> Thieving Bastard. <laughs> Where's my money, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, before we get too carried away here, we got to listen to some more music. So, Marco, play me a song. Ah, all right. Uh, we've got a new track here. Just came out in time for Halloween from Acryl Madness. You know, I'm a big fan of his, Andy. I love his dark synth shit. And uh, this is no exception. This is really good stuff. Uh, the new one is called Soul Made of Dusk. 
And it is brought to you by my awesomely horrifying patrons in the $10 club like Monkey Magic's Poly Digital Pudnuts, Rama Branch, and Run the Skyway. And this is a Krill Madness with Soul Made of Dusk.
And that was a Krill Madness with Soul Made of Dusk. Brought to you by my ghostly $10 Pattersons like Tristan Waits, Watch Clark, Will Lowe, Jonathan Harden, and Non Solo Inglés. And we're back on this very spooky Halloween show. And I'm here with Electric Dragon and Marco uh, talking about Commodore game music and uh, the original music the musicians borrowed from. I did want to mention, I don't know if you guys did, that Lazy Jones, you guys know that game? By any chance? Uh, yeah, yeah. Dave Whittaker. And you're going to say, was it Zombie Nation or someone? Yeah, ended up uh, stealing one of the... Because it, it's weird, because the game itself, that soundtrack, it's just basically keeps looping, but it's all different songs, like um, I think 99 Love Balloons in there. There's all sorts of shit. There's like the Eurythmic Sweet Dreams. All these melodies just play one after another, and it's really cool the way they do it. It's just almost like a medley. But one of them he actually created himself was Zombie Nation. Yeah, I mean, but that's how, how we know it. But they literally had to pay him royalties for it, I think, in the end, because they figured out that he fucking stole the, the melody completely. Lazy Jones? I don't think I know what this is. Me and my brother loved this game back in the day, like 85, 86. We just loved the soundtrack. We thought it was like the best thing ever. What kind of game is it, Lazy Jones? It's multi-games, so basically you just... Like, this guy running around. It's almost like elevator action or something. Like, there's a scene where you're running around trying to avoid, like, a broomstick and <laughs> stuff like that. But each door that you go into is, like, a different game. Okay, That's okay. the best way to explain it. I don't think I've ever beaten a Commodore 64 game. Like, to me, I, I mean, I was really young, too, like, when my brother had a Commodore. So, to me, Commodore games were almost just about the music. Like, I would just put on the game, listen to the title theme music, maybe play the game for, like, two seconds, and then realize i don't understand how it works that was mostly my experience with commodore yeah, it was like I, I used to i used to load them up and just listen to the music and then load another one up and do the same thing i just yeah, <laughs> sound chip it was, it was that good yeah yeah because i mean i think commando i probably like i don't even think i made it past like the first screen same with fucking druid like these are the games that i love the music i mean we talked about this when you were on the show last time because i i loved i love the music for commando and i love druid and there's like a bunch of other ones too and i couldn't like if you put a gun to my head and said like how beat this game I just I don't even know what you do in it to this day I still don't understand Impossible Mission yeah, Impossible Mission was fucking impossible that's why they called it that <laughs> that was fucking ridiculous me and my brother spent so much time on that fucking shit and never beat it never not even close to this day I don't actually understand what you have to do like there's you get puzzle pieces <laughs> But I don't remember, like, didn't you, did you have to, like, rearrange them? Like, all I know about Impossible Mission was it had the funniest scream ever. When I played that game, all I did was just jump in the hole just to listen to the scream, and I never understood what that game was about, ever. Like, I still don't get it. <laughs> I know. We were so drawn to that game, though. Like, I kept coming back to it. I kept thinking I could, I don't know. It was, there was something about that game, for sure. It's the fucking scream. I think it was the, the character animation and 
the fact that he had speech and stuff in those days was uh, yeah. pretty standout. Yes. Oh, fucking right. That and Sam Say It was this just speech generator for Commodore, and I loved that fucking... I mean, it's not really a game. Like, it was just... <laughs> yeah. Type it in, and it reads words poorly, but, like, fuck, that was so much fun. Yeah. Another visitor. Stay a while. Stay forever! <laughs> it's more fun having it read poorly than well. <laughs> <laughs> fucking... Ah! <laughs> <laughs> The stupid scream in that game. Oh, my God. It's still one of my favorite things. Like, I want the Impossible Mission scream to replace the Wilhelm scream. Like, I'm fucking sick to death of movies throwing the Wilhelm scream in. If we could fucking replace it, like, as a whole, as an industry, put the fucking Impossible Mission scream over top of where the Wilhelm screams are. God, that'd be fucking awesome. It's so good. What kind of tattoos you got? Are you like, are you one of those dudes who's all tatted up, or do you just have a few special ones? Got a few Dark Souls related ones. I did a, a little remixes selection or something on my Bandcamp, and Atom Cyber did a little piece of art for that. There's a dragon on the front of that, so I've got that, like a half an arm of that. And then I've got the Dark Water album art there as well that's cool what about you andy you got anything tattooed on your ass (laughs) (laughs) i got i got no tattoos none it's very important to me that i be buried in a jewish cemetery so you have a pure body andy yeah 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 yeah. i'm not jewish but it's just uh, i just want the option (laughs) oh you want the option okay that's we're gonna keep your options open that's it (laughs) there you go there it is (laughs) (laughs) You're right. You're right. That is hilarious. Fuck! I. It's the. It seriously is the best scream of all time. It's so good. It's so fucking good. Imagine being so terrified that you were just. <laughs> well, that's what he would say when he fucking fell in the hole. <laughs> what, the fuck? what the fuck is? What the fuck is that? God, that fucking game. Oh, I'm gonna sample that. That's due for a. Uh, uh, a remake. <laughs> I mean, they they did do an HD remaster on the Nintendo DS, I think, that I remember playing, but it just it didn't uh, it didn't quite capture the magic. I want them to take that franchise and just redo it with like super 4K, like 3D game, and just still have that stupid scream in there. It's really just the scream. Actually, it's still that's the impossible. Only, that's the only thing that matters to me. <laughs> uh, look, let's uh, move ahead here to uh, Seppuku Death Trip. And this was the uh, sort of three-track EP thing you came out with. And I want to listen to Seppuku Death Trip Part 3. So each song is like Part 1, Part 2, Part 3. That's right, yeah. And uh, I want to listen to Part 3. Is that cool with you? Do it. <laughs> Would you like more enthusiasm? I want you to put on like a character for the rest of it with just the super enthusiastic intonation. <laughs> That's impossible for an English person. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll play the song and then see how you feel. Uh, look, I want to, uh, but before we do that, I want to wish a happy Halloween to the undead Patreon supporters like IP68, Binkley, and Polar Wildcat Studios. And uh, after the track, we'll do a special shout out to the donation of the Beast Club because it's Halloween. But uh, first, let's listen to this. This is Seppuku Death Trip Part 3 by Electric Dragon.
And that was Seppuku Death Trip Part 3 by Electric Dragon, brought to you by my fiendish Patreon supporters with the triple six. We are talking about the donation of the beast. So a special Halloween shout-out to the Triple Six Club. We're talking about Adam Conway, Akio Nakasone, Andrew, Big Baby D, Boris, Cyphered, Catpunk, Christian Quajo. That's right, Marco and I just recorded a chat with him, and turns out I've been saying his name wrong this whole time. But of course, that episode comes next week because we record these things out of order. And of course, thank you to Dalton Bell, David Lavalley Jr., Electromechanic, Fiorim, Fuzzy Saber, Joe Esposito, Luke Timmermans, Mike Bailey, Mr. Gimson, Owen Magali, Ross Pentland, Artificial Stagger, Tetsuya Miwa, and Von Herzog. A very special and fiendish thank Thank you to all of you in the Donation of the Beast Club. And we're back on this uh, Halloween Beyond Synth with Electric Dragon and Marco. Uh, but right now, uh, Ian, talk to me about uh, Seppuku Death Trip. Yeah, that's just something I... Uh, on the Beasts EP, actually, I did do a track, uh, Sword Maiden Kitsune, and I kind of... I thought, I want to do more like that. So I just did an EP like that. Getting an awful lot of uh, samples, sort of traditional Japanese instruments and percussions, and layering it all up. Rather than using synths and VSTs, uh, half of it is sort of actual just tracks upon tracks of different Japanese instruments and stuff like that. It's quite grim. I think the, the first part, I guess, is probably quite depressing <laughs> I don't know <laughs> didn't really intend it to depressing but it's uh, yeah it's very dark and it, and it does have the uh, screaming of, of some guy doing the honourable thing and stabbing himself in the belly <laughs> pretty grim stuff but... <laughs> doing the honourable thing well I believe that's why they did it <laughs> yeah, I think it was uh, to return your honour you have to do away with yourself but you have to do it in this really ridiculously elaborate way kind of fascinating but horrible yeah that was a lot of fun doing that I think really I'd, I'd probably play too much Sekiro when I'd, when I'd made that I think I just got quite really into that sound and that, that was a really really great soundtrack on Sekiro and uh, I, I think I just wanted to give it a go myself really and that was it I'm not going to pretend it was a big plan <laughs> <'cause there wasn't. laughs> that's what I want people to do when they come on the show is just make up some grand story I don't care you make the song in an afternoon and just make up some story behind it that's fine with me uh, yeah I was I was in Japan yeah <laughs> I, I've never been to Japan I was in Japan and uh, I hired you know like 300 professional Japanese traditional musicians uh, <laughs> what, so what have you been uh, playing lately then once you decided that uh, you know you'd got your fill of anthem what's gone on since then <laughs> 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 I'm never going to listen oh, to the last That's amazing. Of that. Jesus Christ. Do you know what? Anthem, I don't even think you can sell a physical copy of Anthem for more than about... Oh, is, is Anthem the game where they where they eventually like close the servers and stuff is that that game was that bad I, I don't even know if they opened them <laughs> well, I, I, it was just awful because all these companies were trying to jump on the um, like Overwatch and Fortnite Bandcamp and, and it's kind of service game thing where you, you buy a game and it's fucking empty and shit yeah. and you expect them to start doing something with it and they say they're doing this they're doing that but all they add to it is more I don't know you can get a new hat for your character and stuff like that 
just insulting. I don't know why they do shit like that. <laughs> I mean, Bioware would have been better off doing another Dragon Age or something, surely, you know. I mean, why did they make Anthem? I think I thought, this looks quite good. And I started playing it. We did an interview, and now I can never get rid of the, the stain yeah. <laughs> that it's left on me. <laughs> the stain! <laughs> I think I read an article the other day where, like, literally, like, um... Uh, stores like GameStop and stuff are just giving them away. Yeah. The game doesn't work, so they like there's the, having those discs in the store means nothing because like with the servers down, it's an online multiplayer that the company sort of abandoned, and so like it is literally worthless, which is pretty funny. They pay you to get rid to get rid of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so then, what have you been playing then? What have I been playing? For a bit of a laugh, I got the uh, dark pictures stuff from uh, PS Plus I think it's Namco Bandai Dark Pictures Anthology I just find them really funny it's, it's a bit like Until Dawn and all that stuff you know where you've got four characters that you can't stand any of them because they're all awful people and you just try and get them all killed as quickly as possible I don't think that's the aim of it but that's what I do mm-hmm. <laughs> I just find them really funny I don't know why but I did play Steel Rising I quite enjoyed that I quite like my Soulsborne type stuff and I was surprised how good that was it's pretty good fun so, which is like a clockwork steampunk kind of Palace of Versailles and sort of like a French Revolution kind of setting with all these clockwork evil robots that you have to take down. I had a lot of fun with that, actually. Uh, about to start Plague Tale, the new Plague Tale one. What kind of game is Plague Tale? Like, I see the box art, you know, like when I'm scrolling through the menu, but I never know what the hell it is. It's just kind of a adventure action kind of... It's got a little bit of the survival horror bits in it. It's got little boss battles and things. Uh, loads and loads of rats and shit like that. It's really grim. I mean, <laughs> I think I think I just like grim stuff. It's really, really uh, super dark. I enjoyed the first one a lot, so I've got the new one. So I'm about to start that right after my curry. <laughs> 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 Obviously, uh, Elden Ring. I did uh, platinum Elden Ring pretty quickly, nice. actually. It's, it's an awful lot more forgiving than a lot of their other games. I'm just about to pick up the new Evil Dead game. It's on sale right now on Epic. Uh, the Halloween special, so me and the missus are just about to pick it up. It should be good. Is that a multiplayer game? Yes. I believe it's one of those uh, where you work together. And one of you is the bad. I think so. i gotta, I got to double check that. I, I, uh, I'm not sure if one of you is the bad guy or not. I'm pretty sure it is. But uh, yeah, it looks pretty fucking good, mate. Yeah, looking forward to the Resident Evil 4 remake. I think that'll be cool, yeah. That looks really nice. A lot of people didn't like that game. Uh, they didn't think it was true to the original. I loved it. I fucking loved it. I, I, like, them all. I like all of them, so... But Resident Evil 4 was really good. It's fantastic, yeah. It is, right? Yeah. Did you ever figure out what those... What the monks were saying? No, I never. It sounds to me like the guy's repeatedly saying, Morbid STD morbid <laughs> <laughs> I mean if you go and play it again and just listen to the stuff that come out with it it sounds like that <laughs> there's a sort of a another one with a kind of whispery voice and it sounds a bit like oh fuck it oh fuck it oh fuck it <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it does so I spent a lot of time laughing at that or oh, is it like more like oh cock it or something <laughs> I can't really remember <laughs> morbid STD morbid STD I always love shit like that <laughs> is this a family show no I'm sure uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know when compression was so bad like in like the, the Genesis and Super Nintendo era 
I think it was like in Mortal Kombat 3 where one of uh, Shao Kahn's lines is just, you suck. But since it was so compressed, <laughs> the S just sounded like an F because it was so, like, so it was like, you <laughs> fuck, like that. You fuck. <laughs> yeah, you fucking fuck. <laughs> it sounded so much like that that I remember playing it and my buddy's dad, I was at his house and then my buddy's dad like walked in like, what the hell did he say? Like he was all mad because he thought the game actually was swearing. <laughs> it was that, it was that clear. Oh, oh, those moments. You suck. You suck. Anyway, I'll tell you what doesn't suck is uh, cool music. So, Marco, play me a song. All right. Well, Girlfriend Records brought out a compilation, various artists album out on their website, girlfriendrecords.bandcamp.com. There's a lot of uh, a lot of good stuff there, a lot of dark shit. Um, the one that stood out to me that I think is really good, really interesting track <laughs> is uh, Jonatron. It comes from beneath. <laughs> and for those uh, for those of you paying attention to that scream instead of Marco, uh, Marco wants to listen to Jonatron. And I'd like to uh, shout out the scary patrons and say happy Halloween to the Johnny Five Club with people like Fifty Shades of Beige, Anders Enger Jensen, Arcade Eyes, Binkley, did I already say his name? Bogdan Crevoy, Captain Big Bucks, Kevin Taylor, Kem Pop, and Chest Press Magoo. And this is Jonatron with It Comes From Beneath.
And that was Jonatron with It Comes From Beneath. Brought to you by the frightening Johnny Five Club Patreon supporters like Christopher Albert, Christopher Hudson, Dana Jean Phoenix, Dave Woolston, Dex, Echo Vector X, Harkaden, Ivan, and Jacob Hafstrom. And we're back with Electric Dragon, a.k.a. Ian, and Marco, a.k.a. Marco, on this Halloween show. And we're uh, talking about video games and Steel Rising and Plague Tale and Lazy Jones. <laughs> where where are you getting that from? Are you near like a emulator? What's going on? I've just got it on my phone now. <laughs> I think I'm have that as a message to nothing. That is awesome. That was so cool. Actually, that's a funny idea. I should do that as my ringtone. Because <laughs> it's such a great sound. You'll get a really serious phone call and he just won't be able to stop laughing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, is there is there anything, Ian, that you want to talk about that we didn't talk about? I think we, we focus so much on, uh, on Anthem that I feel like, you know, in this interim three years, you've had a lot. <laughs> so much has happened. And you're like, man, why are we talking about this when we could be talking about? Oh, you've killed me with that now. <laughs> fucking anthem. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Shit, you know. uh, what have I been doing? Yeah, um, the roller drum soundtrack. We discussed that. I think I kind of melted my brain after doing that. Tends to happen. Burnout. You know the usual thing. Because I did 58 minutes of music for that. So it's quite a lot. What was the actual timeline though? Like from when you actually just like when they said they wanted you to do the soundtrack like how long did you have to produce it i started it september and i think i finished it february but for me that's pretty fast i think it's probably a similar speed to how i did the covenant album is that actually communion took me about fucking two years for some reason <laughs> i don't know why it's that second album thing maybe i don't know yeah, yeah, yeah. and then i think dark water took, took me probably about a year I think it's because, you know, having a day job and then you're not always in the frame after a day at work to do this kind of thing. Come home, you just want to sit and play Anthem. (laughs) (laughs) You just want to get home and sit and chill, don't you really? I mean, I think we talked about this last time, actually, that I was kind of doing music sort of on a weekend, but not really during the week. But that's different now because with the pandemic and everything, um, I work at home now. So I don't have a commute. I've got more time. I've obviously got some energy left for music on a night now as well. So probably not Mondays or Tuesdays, but other nights I'll be up here tinkering. Are you still doing like the IT stuff? Like, are you still in the same place? Same job. Yeah. Yeah. Are you getting really good at it now? I don't think you can possibly... <laughs> I don't think you could not be good at it. Especially just clicking and accepting records into a database. But mindless is less stressful. Less stressful is more juice left for music i guess so i've just sort of stuck with it so how did working from home work for you then were you were you able to do it or was it weird actually wouldn't matter where i am really i'm I'm doing this working on a database on my own i don't need to be anywhere in particular at all so it was really good for me i think i gained about 12 hours a week back that i wasn't traveling or having to get up earlier and all of that kind of shit so it really it really helped me out actually did you also gain weight? Um, maybe a little bit. <laughs> What's with the fat shaming, Andy? <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Well, because when you said, I gained, and I'm like, he's going to say weight. <laughs> and then you're like, 12 hours. I'm like, oh, okay, that's not where I thought that sentence was going. <laughs> I am now 12 hours heavier. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, listen, let's uh, listen to some more music, and then we'll keep chatting. You know what? Marco, play another song. You want me to play one? All right, well, Occam's Laser's got a new album out called Occult 91. Uh, it's pretty good, as most of his stuff is. And it is available at occamslaser.bandcamp.com. Uh, the one that really stands out to me that's, that I really like is uh, called Kindling. Give it a spin, Andy, please. I will, once I thank the malevolent $5 patrons. Like Joseph Nelson, King Koopazilla, Christian Micklebust, Little Bits, Marcus Nord, and Matthias Johansson. And this is Occam's Laser with Kindling.
And that was Kindling by Occam's Laser, brought to you by the hellish Patreon supporters in the Johnny Five Club. Like Mike, go visit Andy, Neon Zone, River Avenue, Robocock, Roman, Simon Nordberg, and Star Nomad. And it's Halloween. I don't know if I uh, mentioned that to the listeners. We're having our, our Halloween episode. It's very spooky, and I'm joined by cool dark synth artist, Electric Dragon. Do you like to call yourself an artist? Um... <laughs> That's a... Difficult question. No, not really. What about artiste? Artiste. Uh, it's, it's just, what is it? I make beeps. To use my friend Deadlife's phrase there. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just make beeps. I'll just go with that response. Well, they are cool beeps. Okay, I mean, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's art and stuff. Yeah, I guess, you know, but it's... I always feel a bit pretentious saying, I'm an artist, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, like the bottom line is this, all right? We're having a lovely time here. We have a few more tracks to play, but I am serious about uh, about if you <laughs> if you wanted to talk about something else, because uh, now's your opportunity, because, you know, if I do another catch-up with you in like three years' time, uh, you don't want me to bring up Anthem again, right? <laughs> you you got to fill my head now with new knowledge. I've got to choose my words very carefully because yeah, yeah. this is never going to go away. <laughs> I'm working on a little side project thing, Ooh. which is an ambient thing. It doesn't have a name yet, but it's kind of a horror ambient, dark ambient, haunted ambient, I don't know, doombient, do they say that? They do now. I'm doing that. It's kind of gives me a break from doing the dragon stuff. And 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 on that score, it's going to be probably a lot heavier, a lot noisier, and probably less melodic. Actually, it's I've been really working on some uh, filth. <laughs> <laughs> so then, this is going to be a a separate project. Then, is that what you're saying? The ambient thing, yeah, yeah. I mean, Electric Dragon is. It's, there's a little bit of an evolution going on with that. I don't really want to keep doing the same thing. In fact, I'd find it almost impossible to continue doing exactly the same thing. <laughs> just just call it Ambient Dragon. That way people know, like, there's a connection. Well, there's that, but then that's a, a separate thing, the Ambient thing, and then Electric Dragon's just going to be basically heavier, noisier, and a bit nastier, I think, really. That's kind of where it's going. I don't know if that's because I've started working with all this hardware and a lot of the things that I've picked up really lend themselves to aggressive music and it's going to be a lot more that way. I don't know if I would say more industrial, you know, maybe a little bit, but yeah, certainly different. Did you have to set up a different space now that you started collecting more uh, gear? Oh, it's the, it's the same room. You just can't fucking move in it now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that bad. It's, it's kind of a box room as well, so it's... Uh, my wife refuses to come up here because of the mess. Uh, it's quite a big room, this. It's just got a lot of shit in it, really. A lot of boxes. Not not li- literally. <laughs> it's just got a lot of boxes and storage and stuff in here, really. Well, you and I should trade rooms. I want a big room. That's my new fantasy, is just having a nice big space. Because I, I, I'm the kind of person that'll, like, if you give me a table, I will cover it with shit <laughs> very quickly. And then it gets really frustrating. And, like, every time I try and have a nice, clean office, it only takes a day before, like, the desk is just fucking covered with stuff. <laughs> Yeah, another feeling. Especially with modular synths, you've got patch cables everywhere, and oh man, awful. With those, like, the modular gear, like, how do you remember what you did? Like, do you take, like, pictures 
to remind yourself, like, this wire was plugged here, and this was, you know... Well, I mean, you can leave it patched up until you've finished recording. I think that's kind of the way it goes with, with that. But, I mean, generally, I can remember what I did. Although I'm not guaranteed to get exactly the same result. <laughs> it's kind of, uh, there's a lot of variables, obviously. But, yeah, I don't, I don't really find that a problem so much, really. I tend to leave it patched up until I've finished doing what I'm doing and then tear out all the cables, start the next thing. That would frustrate me, though. Ah, I really enjoy it. Like, if I had, like, a sound that was so fucking cool, and then to know, like, I'm never going to get it... Well, I, maybe there's a magic to that, too, then, now that I think about it. it. You can get it again. It's just, yeah, yeah bit of tweaking it's weird because working with a door you know the digital audio like ableton logic cubase whatever working with that loading up a blank project it's kind of like looking at a blank sheet of paper can't decide what to draw on this blank piece of paper kind of situation whereas you just start messing around with modulars and you have so many happy accidents where you find the most amazing sounds and you think, that, this, this, this. And then, you know, you can then send MIDI to it, record it all in the compu- into the computer and get all that stuff down, move on to the next part, do this and that. Or you can just write it all, like, with VSTs and then replace all the stuff with, you know, bigger, badder sounds from the modular and that. So I've been really enjoying it. I found it really inspiring. Yeah, so it's more like, like an organic process. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just like mycelium. I'm trying to tie all this together. (laughs) 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 Well, listen, since we talked about this uh, roller drum, maybe we should, like, listen to a track from it. So let's listen to this track. This is from the Roller Drum OST, which I've been informed by my lawyers we don't have permission to play. So we're going to see what happens. But it's a cool-looking game, and there's some cool music. And this track is called Zabriskie Point from the Roller Drum soundtrack by Electric Dragon.
And that was Electric Dragon with the track Zabriskie Point from the Roller Drome soundtrack. And uh, that was brought to you by the Ghoulies and the $5 Club. Like Steve from The Matrix, Stu, Triple the M, The Axle Effect, The Naked Flame, Tim Roth, Timothy Pierce, Tron Javolta, Vincent Tane, Watch Out for Snakes, Zen Frazier, and City Lights. And I'm here with Electric Dragon and Marco. And speaking of the Roller Drome soundtrack, how many versions of the tracks did you have to do? Like, did the company have notes for you, or like, what kind of changes did they want you to make? <laughs> yeah, I think I think they're one of the funniest ones, really, because I always get this. I always get this. People say Castlevania, this, that, and the other. Everything you do sounds like Castlevania. Yeah. <laughs> Probably might it does. I guess that's all sort of ingrained in in me somewhere. But yeah, one of them was, oh, could we drop the Castlevania a bit at the end? <laughs> and I just started <laughs> laughing. <'cause> I thought <laughs> the only comment I ever get about anything about my music is, oh, yeah, it sounds like Castlevania, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. What the fuck? I just get I get it so much. It's yeah. What? Yeah. It doesn't really. I mean, I guess it it could work with it, but it's totally totally different what the fuck yeah i get that all the time <laughs> but um i think doing the 70s thing there was a lot of 70s prog rock where they use harpsichords and stuff like that so i'm using harpsichord sounds and then of course castlevania yeah. <laughs> <laughs> less castlevania here yeah they, no they were they were really they really let me all free and loose with it i could uh, pretty much go wherever i, I pleased with it if, if if they didn't like the initial demo then you know i did a bunch of demos and they say, yeah, we like this, this, and th- these are ones are nailing it. Not so much this one. So it was. It, they were very, very easy to work with. They were great. They gave me a lot of freedom. Are you going to save some of those demos for uh, a future project? Oh, the the rejects. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> There's one that they really didn't like, which I'm reworking. They really didn't like? Uh, well, it wasn't really that. It was just a suitability for the game. It had been a bit more 70s tone of the game. They, they wanted, uh, you know, if it, if it got a little bit too modern. It was a strange strange brief. They, they didn't think they'd find anybody to do it, but I like a lot of 70s stuff, you know, a lot of 70s synth stuff. I was kind of all over it, really. I thought, yes, yes, give it to me, give it to me. <laughs> well, that is really cool, dude, and I will report back to you when I get around to playing it, because yeah. I didn't want to lie and say that I played it, because I actually <laughs> want to play it. I actually haven't completed it, <laughs> but that's literally time, and playing other things, and time and yeah it is really fucking hard as well actually <laughs> i'm not i'm not particularly good at it yeah i've got all these um from software and souls born kind of platinum trophies and 100 percent on all that stuff and then no i think i've got two trophies on roller around <laughs> something stupid <laughs> really really i'm really i really suck at it i did tell them as well I suck at this game. <laughs> sorry <laughs> But I don't, I don't think that was really a requirement for the brief, you know, so it's all good. Well, I just got a platinum trophy in Picto Quest, which was uh, one of those, like, $8 games where I just play pick-cross puzzles, but it sort of has, like, a, a map where you go to, like, different parts of the map and do pick-cross puzzles, and uh, I got the old platinum in that. Hardcore. There's, a, there's actually, I just discovered this whole thing. There's games that people make specifically just to get trophies. Oh, I've seen these. So there's these yeah. games that are fucking Stroke the Dog, and it's literally just a JPEG of a dog on a black screen, and you pay yeah. like $4, and then you just hit X like 2,000 times, and then you just get a trophy. Oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. It, like, the dog doesn't even animate. 
Like, there isn't even, like, a hand that shows up to, like, pet the dog. It's literally just called stroke the dog, and you just press X a whole bunch of times. As if the world isn't fucked up enough. Why do these things exist? (laughs) Is it easy for me to make one of these games? You know, like, ten different versions where where it's different breeds of dog or something? No, dude, that is actually what it is. Like, I was... We were going through the list. I was going through it with my son, and we were just laughing our heads off at these basically copy and paste games yeah. where it'll be like cucumber adventure and then it'll be pizza adventure and it's the same game except they've swapped the picture of the cucumber with the pizza and it's the the, the exact same game yeah I've, I've seen them it's kind of like bouncing sausage yes <laughs> yep, yep. bouncing potato uh-huh. yep <laughs> yep bouncing beetroot dude when i saw fucking stroke the dog and then my son at first is like, is that the dog's name? Because he didn't get that it was about stroking different animals. And I'm like, what the fuck would call their dog Stroke? Stroke. <laughs> stroke the dog. <laughs> um, well, listen, we've been talking for a long time, so we can probably wind this down. So how about, Marco, you play uh, one last song, and then maybe we'll, uh, we'll say goodbye. Well, I got the new one here from uh, Creature Gallery. It's, uh, I guess you could call it a little bit of dark chill wave or dark chill synth. So this is kind of a cool little track and it's called Haunted Painting. Give it a spin.
And that was Haunted Painting by Creature Gallery. And that's a cool song. And we're uh, we're going to wind down our Halloween show. And uh, we just want to wish everybody a happy Halloween. Uh, Ian, do you want to... Do you have any, like, parting words before I hang up on you? Well, thanks for having me on again. Hope if we can do it again, and maybe without mentioning Anthem next time. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, now I have to. Even if it's, like, ten years from now and no one's even going to understand what Anthem is, I'm still going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Bastard! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, thanks very much. Um, I will wish you all well. It was a pleasure, Ian. And I will go from whence I was summoned. Well, I hope your curry is good. Yeah, I'm ready for that curry. Definitely ready oh, for fuck it. fuck yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, how do we get some of that? Can you, like, put it in a box and, like, send it to us? I'm fucking starving. <laughs> UPS. Send it by UPS. <laughs> cool, man. Well, look, it was lovely to catch up with you. Uh, you too. Man. Marco, do you have any cool Halloween plans? Actually, there is one cool thing we've got on Halloween night. We already got our freaking tickets. It's the original Dawn of the Dead, 1978, playing in 3D at the cinema. Nice. And we've got the recliner chairs and everything, so we're pretty stoked for that. And uh, that'll be Halloween night itself, Monday night. So that's what we'll be doing. Nice. Cool, man. What about you, Andy? <laughs> well, that's a good question, because I don't know, because now that we're decorating the house, I don't know if it's going to be my job to stay at the house and hand out the candy, or if I'm going to mm. go with the kids, uh, the kids or whatever, trick or treating. Yeah. yeah. So that's a negotiation I'll be making with my wife. <laughs> and uh, oh, and before we go, um, I should mention all the background music I played today, because normally we have the uh, the same rotation of background music, but I picked tracks from like uh, dark synth artists and producers making like horror soundtrack uh, type stuff. So I just want to mention uh, the songs that we're playing in the background this whole episode. We heard Alone Wolf with the track Crystal Lake. There was a bunch of Protector 101 we heard. Uh, the Astral Stereo Project with uh, Eddie at the Bar from the Mind of Eddie Quist. Uh, more Protector 101 cleaning up the streets uh, from the Paperboy 3, the Hardway uh, soundtrack. Then there was some Ogre and Dallas Campbell from uh, their Night of the Living Dead rescore. Uh, Jetfire Prime with the track They Live to Feed, a main title. More Ogre and Dallas Campbell with the track Demented Mantra from uh, All Hallows. More Protector 101, a track from uh, Black Friday 2, Blood Money, a track called Security Cameras. And there was a track from Ash Pool from the album Analog Conspiracy. Uh, there was a track called Hostile. And then uh, a bunch more Ogre and Dallas Campbell from their Night of the Living Dead Rescore album. Uh, the track Graveside and Morning in the Basement. Uh, we heard some Cat Temper with the track The Man in the Planet, which was a Eraserhead Rescore album that, uh, that they made. Then a track from Venator from the Ends of the Heavens was the name of that track. Then Boulevard Nights with the track Dreams and Mild Peril with the track Gamma Zone. I know it was background music and you might not have totally heard what was going on, but I just wanted to make sure I acknowledged all of those cool artists. And uh, if you dig the vibes in the background, um, I'll post the links uh, to those tracks as well in the show notes. And uh, that's all I got to say. So uh, thank you guys for joining me. And uh, Ian, we'll uh, we'll talk soon. Maybe we uh, we won't wait three years this time. So yeah, man. you go get to work and, and make some albums so we'll have some music to play when you when you come back. So yes, sir. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and uh, yeah, all right. Well, and for everybody else listening, uh, have a happy Halloween and uh, tune in next time to Beyond Synth. It's the best synthwave chat show there is. Beyond Synth is made possible by the supporters on Patreon and PayPal. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a supporter at patreon.com slash beyondsynth or donating via PayPal at beyondsynth.com. If you want to submit music to the show, please email beyondsynthsubmissions at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to Beyond Synth on YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook. May the Force be with you. Beyond Synth is made in partnership with your mom. <laughs> <laughs>